full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. Welcome to the full court press. How's a salvage and intern Cody in the house? Happy Friday, everybody. Hope your Friday's good. Cody, how's your Friday? My Friday's going great. You doing all right? Yeah, it's great. I, I'm glad it's Friday. I'm ready for the weekend. I'll you know say. what? You are not the only person, like, usually, like, one or two people will say that. But today it's been like everybody. Yeah. Everybody is Everyone's grateful. ready for the weekend. Just to get the freaking weekend. I love the weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I do too. I mean, who doesn't? The singer? Oh, no. No, you don't, no. Like, you don't like the weekend? I'm, I'm not a fan of the weekend. Oh, no. No. That's a, that is, That's a shame. That is such garbage. Not garbage. I shouldn't say that because they play one of our family stations. But... Yeah, I am not a fan of the weekend music. But I am a fan of the weekend, you know, the weekend. No, you're a fan of the music, too. Oh, I guess you need that I mic. love the weekend. Sh- shut up, Weekends Eric. are what? great. Okay, first of all, I got uh, violated today by Eric. What? I did? You did not get violated today by yes, me. Yes, you did. No, you did not. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing I right had now? to come over here because you moved my mic. Okay, well, you got your mic. Okay, so, Cody, I'm over, you know, chatting with Brady about work stuff. Okay? Yeah. And and Bracken's talking to me, and then all of a sudden Eric comes over with not a tape measure. His name. And, and Bracken's like, "What are you doing, Eric?" And I'm like, "What are you doing, Eric?" And Eric measures me, both height and width. By the way, what was my waist size? I didn't get that specific. By the way, I didn't uh, check your inseam hey, either. Uh, I just even though you were asking me. To. I want to give you a heads up. Not a little too private. There might be a conversation about me in the next uh, bosses meeting, but not for good reason. Uh, see, these these two people walked in. And I, I, I didn't know if anybody was there to help him. So I opened the door, and Shania walked through and, you know, talks to him for a bit. And then, uh, you know, I thought, you know, they need some comic relief. So I go out there, and I'm like, hey, I was going to greet you guys with, uh, hey, welcome to Win- Men's Warehouse. We have a sale on khakis. One of them found it funny. The other one was very disturbed. <laughs> like I was a, in a bear suit jumping off the top of a ledge. I cracked a joke. It's a pretty, Anyways, mild, pretty mild joke, too. That's probably going to come up in the boss's meeting about me greeting people with the men's warehouse khaki joke. Um, will you just back me up on that? I, I don't know. I what? Don't know. I, I, Jay jokes can be a little weird sometimes. And that con- that, that wasn't even... I have to see you know, how... Cody, what was the reaction? That's a mild joke. And the one guy's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, okay... I didn't say anything mean to him, but I thought about it. I'm like, come on, dude. I'm going to need to separate you two, a distance a little bit between you That would be great if you could. (laughs) If you could, like, stand between us. You guys are sharing the same chair, the same airspace. Well, you keep using my mic. I'm not even over there. I'm using my own mic. Ow. Move over here. I've been violated again. Smells better over here. (laughs) Okay, by the way, it is smelling like Tootsie Rolls, stale Tootsie Rolls in my Siberia cubicle. What are you eating over there? Nothing. Or leaving behind? No. I want to know what someone's doing over there. It smells really bad over there. Uh, Eric, uh, today, um, 
Today's going to be an interesting show. A good show, too. Um, we got our Friday Five Best, the five best non-sports sports, which uh, Bicycle Shorts today and I had a conversation. And Bicycle Shorts had a conversation with Cody, too. Yes. What? Bicycle you, Shorts didn't have a conversation with did me. Did you just write down five sports just immediately? Is that what happened? No. You I just, was trying to remember the fifth one that I had in my head. And I just remembered it. So <laughs> What? I have them there. I just need to order them now. Friday Five Best, Five Best Non-Sports Sports. By the way, we want to remind everybody, this is our last two-hour show for the summer. Is that how should we say that? For a month. For a month until August 2nd. You see, since the jazz cost us a lot of our content, we are now, I mean, we're going to be talking about our Five Best Non-Sports Sports. Or doing a fact or fiction movie quote game with Cody, which, by the way, could be coming up today. Um, we, we have, Eric, we're going to be speaking to some referees uh, from UHSAA. Oh, that's right. I got to make sure our front oh office my people gosh, know to watch dude. them. They you know, so they don't lock them out. Forget it. Hey, this is the full court press with Cody Olson and Andre Salveson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, might as well be. Uh, what else do we got? NBA playoff basketball. You know, Eric... And I want to know from our listeners, too. By the way, welcome to our show, listeners. We got to do roll call, Cody. Roll call. Uh, where are you listening? How are you hanging on? How's your day? 435-339-0321. Our listener line was really quiet yesterday for the most part. Great text that came through yesterday, but it was it was kind of quiet, interestingly enough. Yep. 435-339-0321. Roll call. Text in. How you doing? I got locked out of the hanging in there voice thing anyway. Okay, you didn't get locked in or locked out. You just locked, signed out accidentally. Me out. You signed out. Nine three one five's in Tooele today. Listening. Nice. Thank you for listening all all the way over there in the middle of the boonies. Appreciate you. Roll call. Tell us where you're listening. How you're hanging on. How's your Friday? What do you, what do you got planned for the weekend? Uh, you know what would also be cool. Like, how are you listening? Right? Oh, We've always said where, yeah. but it'd be fun but to know, like, how? Are you listening on the app, on the desktop, on the FM, the AM? 6860, hey! Yo! Yeah, it's always yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. It's good. How are you listening? Yeah. How, yeah, how are you listening with us? How are you listening? How are you listening? With your ears? With your uh, eyes? Your fingers? Your fingers? Your toes? Okay, so we talked about Game Three. Excuse me, yeah, Game Three in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, um, Chris Paul was coming back. You were predicting it was going to be a blowout for the Suns. Yeah, I predicted a Clippers win. Clippers by what was it, six or seven? I don't know. Um, but look, that it's that the defense and the adjustments that are made in a series by Ty Lue cannot be understated. No, but you know what? If what am I going to YouTube for? Uh, if the Clippers win this series, the whole entire NBA world owes Paul George an apology. I agree. He has been. I mean, phenomenal. this is nuts. He has been phenomenal. Incredible, Eric. What he is doing for his team? Phenomenal, phenomenal basketball from him. And you're right, though. He Ty set a Lue, franchise record, dude. And here we are again. They're down two zero. They win a game. Like, just it's just like routine, old fashioned for these guys. We're down two games to nothing, guys. We got them right where we wanted them. Sweet, the trap. Couple things worked in their favor last night. Paul or uh, Chris Paul 
So that can be confusing. Chris Paul, Paul George. Um, Chris Paul George. But Chris Paul, rusty from time away from the game. Uh, Booker uh, had his nose broken. Was wearing a mask. Dude, okay. And as a lot of shooters will tell you, that will mess with you. Now, Booker afterwards said, no, it didn't affect me, no, but it, it did affect him. No, okay, okay. And I think you have to give a lot of credit, too, to Patrick Beverly for the way he face guarded him. breaking his nose. Took away any any space. Patrick Beverly is getting away with murder right now on the court in NBA basketball terms. Pa- Patrick Beverly is doing is getting away with murder basketball-wise. Fouls would be called on, like, Utah Jazz would foul out if they were to play defense the way Patrick Beverly is playing. And, and the whole mask thing, Kobe Bryant played with the mask and was a demon. LeBron James did it with the mask. It was incredible. The greatest masked basketball player of all time, Justin Bean, did it and was incredible. Rip, it, Rip Hamilton oh, like, could play without yeah, the mask. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Right. When he was healthy, he still kept the mask on. Because he right. tried taking it off for a while, and he had become so used to having it. That's right. That he had to put it back on. Yeah, that's right. Good point. Um... By the way, 6860, Eric, saying that he's listening on the radio on his way to the Skyview Legion baseball game against Box Elder. Nice. Legion baseball getting on its way. Awesome. Thanks for listening Excellent. to us. Awesome. Uh, Eric, I, how much of it is Ty Lue? And I know this sounds really dumb, but how much of it is Paul George, too? Like, I mean, just the veteran presence of him on the court has been substantial for the Clippers, but this is nuts. I mean, what they've been able to do being down 2-0, in all three series, and have now won the next game in all three series. I mean, this is Paul George has been phenomenal. I love your credit to Ty Lue, and I couldn't agree more. But this Paul George cat, boy, he's on a, another level. Right. I mean, he's had uh, a streak now of multiple games of 20-plus points. Uh, it's a new Clippers record for the postseason. Wow. Um, he's just He continues to apply pressure. Uh, 27 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists. He's doing a lot more than just scoring. And really, he has matured as a player. He's turned a corner. Um, I would agree. A lot of people would bag on Paul George. Good regular season, but would fade in the postseason. And it wasn't just a you know, uh, you know, fans that are against Paul George, whatever team he's on, that would just bag on him and uh, continue to be just anti-Paul George. It was just a fact it oh, was no, a it reality. Was there was stats that there were stats that backed up what we were just talking about. Yeah, absolutely, Eric. But he has turned the corner, and I don't know if it's because of Kawhi Leonard being out, and uh, he's finally been happy to assume the mantle and not backed down from it, and uh, not gotten too worked up over it. Uh, he's got a great supporting cast too that certainly helps. Perhaps, I would agree with that. Um, but with the Suns, we talked about you know Chris Paul had missed a lot of games, uh, or at least a lot of time. Um, not really a lot of games, but he did miss two games, and he didn't miss time because of COVID protocols. And with that, you don't you can't get in the gym a heck of a whole lot and practice with a coach. <laughs> so I mean, he's, he's going to be rusty. Devin Booker had the mask, and that takes a little bit of getting used to. But let's I haven't heard a lot of people talk about campaign. Like, he twisted his ankle and really didn't do a whole lot. I mean, he was available for the Suns for four minutes. And this is a guy that that scored 29 points in game two. Was that huge lift while Booker was struggling that gave the Suns 
the ability to stay in it and eventually win the game. They didn't have him in game three. So there were a few things, a number of things that were working against Phoenix. But their offensive output their last two games has been dramatically less than it was earlier throughout the regular season and like in your, the playoffs. And I liked your comments about just the defense, the defensive mentality. Like It amped up in a huge way last night. They were a lot more physical, a lot more aggressive. The ref, excuse me, the referees let it go, and then you saw just how much it impacted the Suns. It impacted Chris Paul. It impacted Devin Booker. They were just not the same throughout the whole entire game. Chris Paul never got comfortable, and it felt like Chris Paul was hurting the Suns more than helping the Suns, which is crazy to say. Yeah, what was his plus minus? I didn't. Uh, I didn't look at that. He was. Uh, I've got it right here. He was a minus fifteen. Oh. Really? I mean, he still had 15 points and 12 assists. I mean, so he wasn't a total wash, but you could it just his shot just wasn't falling. Um, but Booker, uh, he was five for 21. Yeah, five that's, for 21. That's, that's, that's the good. bigger story. Yeah. And Beverly was on him like a. <laughs> Poop on a yeah, I can do. Like he just got a new jacket, and that uh, that jacket was named. Why do you give me that look? That was his name. That is a really interesting analogy. He was that Eric. close, and he was hugging him tight, not giving him any space. Oh, that feels. <laughs> well, okay, so yes, Patrick Beverly played really good, but physical defense. Uh, but let me ask. But there's a lot of I, face guarding going on by the Clippers. Oh yeah. Oh, they yeah. weren't allowing anybody to get free and to to catch him on any switches. So there were a lot of face guarding that was going on to take away any any space or any room because Phoenix does a really good job with their guards uh, swinging the ball around and, and getting lots of different guys involved, especially uh, Booker and, and Paul. But they, uh, they took away a lot of those uh, passing lanes and really frustrated them. The other thing I like about what what the Clippers are doing are just offensively, they, and they did it against the Jazz, and they were really good about it, moving the ball. Like there's, I mean, you you. I mean, I wouldn't say it happened a lot in Game One, maybe in Game Two more so, but there was no iso ball, little iso ball. It was cutting to the rim, moving, uh, rotation uh, of where you're going, and then making an adjustment on that rotation to find yourself open. The Clippers did a great job of like making the ball move from from station to station and not letting it just sit there, and that's what the Sun and the Suns for some reason just couldn't guard that last night. I don't know why. How many assists did they have? Do you know? Uh, team assists. Yeah. For Phoenix, I, I should have looked at that. That's- uh, they had twenty four. Wow. And uh, L A had twenty. So really wasn't that bad. No, not at all. I just, I mean, the ball movement was great for the Clippers, and they got open looks because of that. And I, that's, that's good basketball. That's the way you want to do it. But Eric, I, okay, so maybe I'm not as surprised that the Clippers won, but I'm surprised by the fashion, the way the Clippers ran, or excuse me, won the game. Well, I mean, this is what was it last night? This is the fifth time they've won a game by double digits after being down in the series. The Detroit Pistons is they're the only other team. In NBA history, to have a to have a similar mark, uh, this series is definitely far from over, and the Clippers are far from being done. It might happen again. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing too. I mean, 
And, and if you're the Suns, you got to remember you're still up 2-1. Like, don't freak out and don't panic. You're still up 2-1. The thing is with the Clippers is their versatility. The Jazz saw this, unfortunately. And Terrence Mann, uh, he's got length and athleticism. They started him to give him uh, put some length defensively on Chris Paul and, and Booker. Patrick Beverly's playing out of his mind defensively. Reggie Jackson's playing out of his mind yeah, offensively. Was really good, yeah. I mean, that dude he's is a on. problem again. I was looking at his contract. It's amazing how cheap they have him. He's going to become a free agent, and he's going to get paid big time. But they've just they've got the versatility. They've got weapons, both offensively and defensively, that's uh, working in their favor. Uh, every time they get a different opponent, they've got somebody else that they can tweak their lineup in their favor. I feel like the Suns can handle it better than the Jazz did, though. Yeah, I, I just I feel like the Suns will handle it better based on how more, I guess, how much more, I don't know if we're deep is, is a good word to use, but they just seem more athletic to handle it than, than the Jazz did. The Jazz weren't athletic enough to handle it. If this series goes long... Does that benefit the Clippers more than the the Suns? No, I don't think it benefits either way. The Suns have the home court. I think it's 50-50. But Jazz the Suns have also rolled through their postseason to this point. They haven't had to go through a deep series with anybody. Where the Clippers, like every series has been a dogfight, and they've been able to withstand it and hang in there. So, is, I mean, is it exhausting then for the Clippers to have to do it again for the third series in a row? Well, that's fair. Does, or does the rust of not having to do it before for the Suns affect? I, I think it's just a 50-50. I think we're splitting hairs on that one. I, I think for it's not necessarily a rust thing for Phoenix as much as it would be uh, tightening up. Like, this is, we were able to take care of business before and this series keeps going on and we just can't get rid of these guys and that mental fatigue starts to set in. Whereas the Clippers are like, yep, it's a long series. Still a lot more games to be played. We're not phased. That's the question. Is, is, and that's probably going to be the biggest question is who blinks first, right, now? I mean, who, who over-panics, who over-adjusts, who overdoes it? You know, just one thing at a time. Uh, again, if you're the Suns, you're up 2-1, you're fine. Deep breath. You know, you stick with what you uh, – if it's not broken, don't fix it. And to be honest, it wasn't really that broken. It's just that the Clippers played a better game. It happens. It's it. You weren't going to sweep the LA Clippers, so don't freak out if you lose one game. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And that's what the Jazz did. And look, more time with uh, <sighs> getting used to the mask. More time with Chris Paul being back with his team. Game four is going to be very different. Yeah. Oh, I would agree. I would anticipate would game agree. four being very different for the Phoenix Suns. Yep. Me too. Yep, absolutely. Could not agree more. Uh, tonight, it's game two of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks at the Milwaukee Bucks. For entertainment purposes only, the uh, Bucks are favored by eight and a half points in this one. Would right. you take Milwaukee the way that, uh, that this series is going and the way that Atlanta plays on the road? I'll take Milwaukee, but not the points. Not eight and a half. Is Trey Young not playing tonight? Y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he is. Pretty sure he is. I Look, the, the thing about this Atlanta Hawks team is that, again, I think you said it so well. They don't even know any better. They, have, they, they don't know any better, Eric. They have no idea that they're not supposed to be here. 
They have no idea that they're not supposed to be tied at one apiece in this series or going to be up 1-0 in this series. But they just, they've they been playing know, on house don't money care. Yeah. for the last yeah. month. Yeah, exactly. Like, they weren't supposed to beat New York. They definitely weren't supposed to beat the Sixers. And now they aren't even supposed to be up one nothing on the Bucks. So now it's just, hey, like, let it ride. Let it fly. Have fun. Let's just go see what happens. You know? Chips fall where they may. But this is getting ridiculous, man. They're four and zero in post games. Uh, they're they're four and zero in post season games decided by three points or less. Six and one when the margin is seven points or below. You said eight and a half tonight. The heck with that, dude. They're playing. What that tells me is this is a really good team in the clutch. Set that on fire. There's no way. Real and, real big contrast look, to hey, Philadelphia. Young. What was happened gr- to them in the clutch? Young was great in game uh, game one. Forty eight points. Uh, second best next to Dominique Wilkins, the highlight reel in, in a postseason game. He had 50. But it's just the way that Trey Young's doing this, and he's picking apart not just the perimeter defense, but he's picking apart the whole entire five people on the court. Like, he's making the right decisions. I mean, he's using the whole entire court as a puppet show, and he's just stringing where he wants him and then making the right decision. And that's what's mind-boggling to me. Like, you have great defenders, Eric, like J. Real Holiday, Giannis, and Middleton. And they look average against Young in Game 1. There needs to be some adjustments on Boone Holder's side. Well, and that's what will be interesting as this series continues. Like, what kind of adjustments will he make? Because they made adjustments against the Nets. Yeah. Everybody was talking about this super team in Brooklyn, and Milwaukee took care of business. Yes, they benefited greatly from not having Kyrie Irving available and having a hampered James Harden out uh, for some of those games. And when he was in, he wasn't very effective. But still. Yeah, I see. And, and I think the adjustment part on Boone Holster was just more, I mean, it was an easy adjustment. Just stop Durant. Like, James Harden's not going to be able to get 40. Not against, not, not with a 30% healthy status. He just isn't going to get that much for you. So you just got to really find a way to cover Durant and then hope for the best. And, I mean, Durant near darn beat them already. I mean, or at least again in a game seven. Like, it's amazing. And so give credit for Durant, for, to Durant for what he did. Um, but my goodness, Eric, Trey Young is is an animal. And, again, he the way Trey Young makes you have to play defense on every spot of the court because if you don't, He's going to find a playmaker. He's going to find a shooter. He's going to find a way to score. He's going to find a way to account for a bucket on an assist. And I don't know what the number of the stat was, Eric, that I had saw on Trey Young that he counted for like 81 or 81 points oh. by assist or something. Do you have that? Between points and assists. Yeah, he counted for, I thought it was in the high 70s, but maybe you're right. It's the low 80s. No, you might be right. Um, but from what he's scoring himself and what, points came as a result of his pass or an assist. I mean, that's incredible. The other thing, too, this is according to Elias Sports Bureau, first player ever to have at least 45 points and 10 assists in a conference finals game. So you're talking about, yeah, what he's doing, not just scoring, but also setting up his teammates. It's pretty amazing leadership and what he's doing on the court. <laughs> and as soon as he crosses that half-court line, you have to pick him up. He, I, he is the new Steph Curry. Absolutely. I still like Milwaukee tonight. Not by eight and a half, but I still like Milwaukee tonight. Okay, the two-minute review of game one, the referees admitted that they missed on the uh, 
not calling Giannis Antetokounmpo for the 10 seconds on the uh, on his two free throw attempts late. Now he made both of them. Um but uh this continues to be an issue with Giannis at how long he takes at the line. Like why this why is happening all the time. Why that? is he not getting called yeah. out on it more? No, I'm with you. No, I'm absolutely with you. If there's a rule that he's got 10 seconds to shoot the free throw, shoot the free throw in 10 seconds. Why? And look, I'm not a fan of James Harden, but he was really upset that he was getting all this time to do that. To sit there at the line and rethink and reset and... I, I don't six or anybody. seven dribbles. Yeah, and then he gets to take like two air like ghost free throw shots. I, I just don't get it. Get him off. Get him off the free throw line. Like let's go already. Right. I, I think the issue with Giannis and the issue with Ben Simmons at the free throw line are similar. They, they, they this is a mental block. They uh, they get worked up over. I don't know the the pressure of trying to make a free throw. Everybody's watching them. Everything's still and. And uh, you, there's no one coming at you. Uh, you have to. There's a mental issue there with a mental block of trying to get through the motions of making a a shot where nobody's guarding you. And sometimes that is the hardest shot to make. You see some guys on a wide open three, and they'll take a second to like gather themselves and look at the hoop and look around, make sure no one's guarding them. Sometimes that is the hardest shot to make. Yep. If someone's coming at you, you're shooting it more in rhythm. You've got a little bit more adrenaline going, and you're and you've got a little more throw. Too, right, like, you're focused. You're yeah. dialed in. You're not thinking about everything all this going on around stuff. you and the crowd behind you. You're not seeing the crowd behind you when someone comes after you. But when you're at the free throw line, like you said, you're alone. You're like on your own island. Nobody's there, but you see everything behind you. You can hear everything around you as well. Um, but dude, it, it's getting out of hand. The whole 10 second thing is just call it right. Call it. Call. Call. If it's late, it's a game-winning free throws on the line. You have to seconds, yeah, twenty-four seconds. It's a standard seconds. you have to keep with. Do ten seconds. If that's the rule, that's the rule. He's an NBA player. Make him adjust. It's not hard. Come All right. Uh, your thoughts about Game Two tonight of the Eastern Conference Finals? If you want to re- uh, get your reactions to what happened last night in Game Three of the Western Conference Finals, four three five three three nine zero three two one. Also coming up, our Friday Five Best. What are the five best? This is not going to go well. Non-sport for us. sports. This is not going to go well for either of us. I want you to know. <laughs> It'll be interesting how both of us. Uh, we are opening the gates of define what is a non-sport pitch sport fork and fire because bicycle shorts is very adamant. Your definition may be different than mine. Oh, I'm pretty sure our definitions are very different. I'm pretty sure we're still going to get yelled at by everybody, including bicycle shorts. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in on that. Also, we'll have a conversation with some high school referees coming up next hour. Yeah. That'll be fun. Uh, What's the life of a high school ref? Uh, They need your help in more, more ways than one. We'll discuss that coming up next on the Full Court Press. Did you know you could do most of the rock, block, and paper projects around your home yourself? It's true, and Castellite and Logan can help. Their friendly, knowledgeable staff will help you on those projects and more. Why go anywhere else? You can find everything you need for rock, block, and paper projects under one roof at very competitive prices. Right here at Castellite and Logan. For brick, block, rock, paper, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castellite.com.
Did you know aluminum cans are 100% recyclable? They can be recycled over and over again. Take your aluminum cans, aluminum siding, and rain gutters to Valley Recycling. It takes 95% less energy to recycle cans than make new ones. In fact, recycling just one aluminum can saves enough energy to power a TV for three years. And when you take your aluminum to Valley Recycling, you get paid. Yes, Valley Recycling pays for aluminum, copper, brass, and other metals. Recycle and get paid for it. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 145 North 10th West in Logan. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Somebody throws a water bottle at uh, Kyrie Irving. Okay, can you press charges? Felony charges? Sure. At least you're sending a message there. I mean, Trey Young, I wish he would have filed charges against the guy who spit on him. But you want to be protected. In the NBA, you're more exposed than any other sport. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. A fan. Wouldn't it be nice to work for a company that puts their employees first and isn't afraid to say thanks for a job well done? An employer who respects you and has no problem rewarding you with a competitive wage and benefits package? You belong with a company like 3rd Gen Machine right here in Logan. 3rd Gen Machine is hiring CNC operators, machinists, and maintenance technicians. Apply on Indeed. Just go to Indeed.com and search 3rd Gen Machine. Trust me, 3rd Gen Machine is where you want to be. Equal opportunity employer. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, we won our softball game last night. I know you were interested. So oh, I'm you know. so happy for you. Yeah. That's really good, AJ. I played extremely well. What a great way to send yourself off to the weekend. Little victory. You know, screw you yeah. and you. Let you the know people what? clap. No, you know what the heck with we you We should guys. all cheer. Everyone's just happy for you. You know, you don't care. I, what? Why would I not? John, if you're listening to the show, I need that naked laundry basket photo if you can find it. I can't find it. Hans Olsen made me delete it off my phone, and then he deleted it off my Twitter account. Dude, I need that photo. If uh, you have that photo, John, send it to me. I don't. I, I don't need know. it. Eric wants we, it. No. Uh, Eric wants it as a screensaver. I think America is happy to. No, have that. no, dude, you need that. It's great art. <laughs> okay, so the, vic- hey. the victory for Ajay was small, and so is Ajay. Oh shoot! It's a double fetch. Get there. Yes. All right, so Ajay's Throw watching the, the College World Series and certainly controversy with the uh, College World Series earlier today. A big delay. Yes! A big delay. You'll have to explain why you're cheering, but a big delay to the game because of uh, some, some COVID issues. Okay, yeah, so here's the thing. Eric, NC State win, and they're planning to have their ace up against Vanderbilt. They win today. They're in the College World Series title game, uh, I believe Saturday, or is it Monday? It might be Saturday. Um, and so they're expecting, you know, to go out there with their ace an hour and a half before the game, they get their COVID-19 test back and there's three, four guys that are positive and five other guys or no, four other guys with contact tracing that aren't allowed to play today. Six of those guys are starters. One of them was their starting pitcher. So they have to bring in a guy who had not pitched since the ACC tournament. 
Sorry, that was me. Wasn't me this time. Holy <laughs> crap. Is that on my like, full blast? Uh, okay. So they have to bring in a guy, Eric, who had not been there um, or not pitched in a game since the ACC tournament. Why hasn't he pitched that? Why have they held because him Because they haven't long? needed him. They just have, like, their bullpen so deep they haven't needed him. And they've gone only five pitchers deep. So he's well rested. So he's well rested, but he hasn't thrown since the ACC tournament, which is like game one. And it was just a blowout fashion. So he has to start today against Vanderbilt and Rocker, who's either the number one or two draft pick in, in the MLB coming up. He gives up two runs, both unearned, three hits. No, four hits. Pitches phenomenally. The problem is, is that NC State has left seven men on, no, eight men on base, five of them in scoring position second or third. Oh, that hurts. Twice, no, once base is loaded. Oh, that with hurts. With one out. I mean, they just continue to kill themselves, man. Uh, right now, I just, I, I, and I want NC State to win because I'm sick of Vanderbilt. I want NC State unseated. I want them to win. And, uh. And NC State, uh, they had they had two men on first and second, and uh, and Vanderbilt slices what was going to be an extra base hit to left field. Guy goes into the gap, robs it, turns and chucks, throws to first for a double play. They get out. We go to the bottom of the ninth. Vanderbilt leads three to one. Uh, we got a little bit of a batting switcheroo coming up. Are you watching Amish Keta? I am. Yeah. He's, oh, give uh, me the sauce. What do we got? Draft combine, uh, game two uh, scrimmage. Keta's team is up eighty-four to seventy. Uh, I saw Nimi do uh, on uh, off of a free throw do a tap out to secure an offensive rebound. He didn't. He won't get credited with the offensive rebound, but it happened because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, ha- haven't seen any stats just yet for what Nimi's been able to do. So definitely keeping an eye on it. That's we'll let awesome. you know how he does. Boy, he had a great day yesterday, didn't he? Yeah. So I want to see the encore if he can back it up. Be, be, be good again. Yeah. Fifteen points yesterday. Eight boards. Five of those were offensive rebounds. He had one steal in 22 minutes of basketball. Great stuff from Nimi. Boy, the Twitter lineup of, of analysts that are watching that thing, every one of them, game two, Nimiish, Nimiish, Nimiish. First round, late first rounder, early second rounder. Uh, his draft status has definitely increased and progressed. So good stuff. Looks like he's got a bigger matchup today. So we'll see how he's doing. Yeah. Hey, uh, 4086 checks into our show. He says, howdy, my friends, from Winter Park, Colorado. Missed hearing you guys today. Catch uh, catch me up on what's happening with uh, USU non-conference schedule for basketball. Uh, so here is the dealio. Uh, we've got Iowa in the uh, inside the uh, Sanford Pentagon. Yep. Uh, we've got the Myrtle Beach Tournament, which is going to be a lot of fun. Oklahoma will be a part of that. Old Dominion as well. It should be a blast. Don't know the bracket just yet. Nope, we, we know the yet. participants. We just don't know who Utah State will open up with. Uh, they've got UC Davis, I believe. The old yep. Big West fun fun stuff. It's, I think that's at home, too. And I believe it? that will be the home yeah, opener. That's, in, that's inside the spectrum. So, And we got BYU. I think that is at the Marriott Center this year. Is That BYU game will be there. And then um, they have a game in Annapolis, Maryland against... Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Now it's escaping me. I don't remember. You pull up my Twitter. I tweeted it. Uh, anyway, they've got... Uh, um, Cody, is your Twitter open? I don't remember who it was now off the top of my head. It was a pretty good matchup. Oh, uh, the Spiders. Richmond. Richmond Spiders. Yeah. So there's some 
there's some interesting matchups, some non-conference stuff here. Kind of, kind of saucy. Um, for Utah State, so far the non-conference. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Utah State today officially announced the yeah, uh, Iowa the game against uh, Iowa um, yep. in the um, at, at the Sanford Pentagon. You can read about it on CashValleyDaily.com. That's awesome. I'm really excited, dude. Think about that: a Big Ten team inside the Sanford Pentagon. <laughs> Early December. I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. Hey, are they? When's the Maui tournament? Um, I don't know if they got an invite or they were going to get an invite. I'm not entirely sure. Let's see here. Uh, seven eight five four text into the show. Everybody mocks George's playoff P, but don't you think he's learned? He's clearly playing better playoff basketball now than he has in years past. Absolutely. Yeah, and the crazy part is it's all riding on his shoulders, too, and he's handling it well. Yeah, he is. I think you have to give him credit for how he's adapted. Uh, he's always been a great dynamic player and, and uh, dynamic scorer, but uh, talk about mental blocks. You know, he, It's a guy that just kind of has faded in the postseason, mm -hmm. but uh, not this year. He's playing his best basketball in the postseason and doing it without Kawhi Leonard, uh, but he still does have a good supporting cast around him. But, um, yeah, give him a lot of credit. Hey, By the way, go ahead. Uh, you were talking about the uh, College World Series. Yep. How about the no-hitter last night in Los Angeles by the Chicago Cubs as a collective unit of pitchers? It was cool. So uh, I was going to ask you about uh... – <laughs> It was cool. And does anybody have a more intimidating approach on the mound than Kimbrell? Yeah, like when he's looking at yeah, the, to get his pitch, that is, and he's got no, his arms out there. Nobody's he looks like, like he's oh, like dude, don't a snake oh, or something. He's gonna doing? come attack Stop you, it. dude. Don't. It's not intimidating. It's like a wolverine. Nobody's intimidated. He's got his arms up. Like, Everybody ah. looks at him like, okay, throw the ball, dude. It's not intimidating. He sucked when he was in Atlanta. He probably sucks now when he's with the Cubs. All right, it's not intimidating. Like if I'm the batter and I see him, he's like crouched over. He's got his arms down, looking at me. Ooh, he's going to come hurt me. Like the Wolverine up there. Wait, wait, what's that sound again? Now the claws come out. Very it's going to cool. come tear me up. You have the audio, right? Yeah, oh yeah. We're, we're rolling? We're, we're definitely rolling on this. Hold, hold that one. <laughs> oh, frick. Hey, but, but, but could all the different... So the guys that are coming out of the bullpen, though... They didn't realize what was on the line, what was going. They just knew, look, they have not, the Dodgers have not scored. We're just going to do our part to keep guys off base. They and not knew let what them, was going let, on. Not let them score. They're pitchers. They know what's going no, on. They're out there in the bullpen warming up. They don't know all the nuance of what's happening out on the field. They know that there's a no hitter going on. They can see the scoreboard. They're not like, huh, can't see the scoreboard. Well, I guess I'm going out there to throw. I have no idea what the uh, situation is, but here we go. We could be up by 20 or down by 30. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm a closer? Out there throw. Wait, we're up one with the bases loaded? <laughs> oh, no. Hey, speaking of great pitching, uh, and this actually outdoes out your Cubs, but Aaron Nola of the Philadelphia Phillies K-10 straight Mets today at Tyson MLB record of the great Tom Seaver. Wow. That's impressive. That's better than what That's better than taking three Cubs pitchers to throw a no-hitter. 
I mean, I can't. I can do that on MLB The Show. I oh. can't K ten straight Mets. Well, yeah. If you do it on the the video game, then my gosh, why can't others do it in real life? Crap. All one count. Now I'm making no two count here on the NC State right hander. Three one Vanderbilt again. If Vanderbilt wins, they play tomorrow for a elimination game. Winner will go to the championship. Again, this game was delayed because of COVID protocols. An hour delay because an hour and a half before the original game time, the coaches and the management got the, uh, or the coaches and the uh, staff got the information that uh, seven uh, two two of their players were sent home. They were sent home because of COVID issues. And other players had to sit out, and they're staying back at their hotel. And they have to sit there. Uh, another reason why folks ought to get themselves vaccinated. They don't have that Yeah, issue. but if they can't, dude, there's nothing you can do. What do you mean they can't? Well, maybe they can't. Maybe the university doesn't have that ability yet. You kidding me? A place like no. NC State wouldn't have the ability? Yeah, I'm serious. Or else, yeah, I think they would have got vaccinated. They would have said, yeah, I want to get vaccinated so I don't They're get not COVID va- At this point, you're not vaccinated because you don't want to get vaccinated. Like The ability okay, not and availability is there. No, I'm just saying, if, if there's so much vaccine available right now, if anybody wanted to, they could. And it doesn't cost anybody anything. Which is great, by the way. Uh, let's see. 9315, will the Clippers go all the way? No. I think, I think whoever wins the West is it's going to be favored yeah. to win. Oh, yeah. As they should be too, right? I yes, <laughs> right. I, I mean, it's hard to to count Atlanta out of anything at this point, but Milwaukee. I'm just suspect about the coach and the adjustments that he doesn't make. Uh, Atlanta eventually something's going to catch up to them. Um, I just uh, I don't. Know. I just think that you're okay. more battle tested coming out of the West. Give me and more. NBA Finals ready than anybody. Give me your generic NBA fan goggles on. And what do you want to see in the NBA Finals? Like, who do you want to see as a generic NBA fan? Who would you want to see in the NBA Finals that you would be like, yeah, I'll watch the series? Well, I think a generic NBA fan would like to see stars. They want to see exciting basketball. Um, which which lineups give you the most, give you the Inter-catch. best opportunity for that? Got it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. On topic. Just... <laughs> so uh, I think that um, certainly L.A. is your big media market. Paul George. Um, is there Chris Paul is a is a I think that's a good story. Booker is a dynamic young scorer as well. Um, but I think Giannis is kind of a I think he's proving to be kind of a controversial figure to some degree, almost like LeBron James, only that. Look, can, is this guy really that good, or is he not? He's an MVP. He's been a defensive player of the year, but can he really close out a series? Yeah. Can he win a championship? I'm with you. I'm with you. Can this is Trey, gonna, and then Trey Young's doing stuff you like bring Steph up, Curry? You know what? I didn't think about that, Eric. You bring up a really great point. It's almost like a legacy challenge for Paul and for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul squared. <laughs> It really is. You bring up such a... I didn't think about that. Like, Chris Paul, can he get to the finals? Can he actually get to the finals? Same thing for Paul George. Now he's in the Western Conference Finals. Can he get to the NBA Finals? Like, it really is a great point. That's... It's a... Because Paul George is not an NBA Hall of Famer yet. No. 
getting to the Not NBA yet. Finals in this predicament, man, it would do a lot of help for him. Well, look, if Tracy McGrady's a Hall of Famer, then Paul George is on the path. I did, dude. Yeah, that's spot on. All right, got to call another timeout here in the full court press. Love to continue to get uh, thoughts from you. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Just as a casual fan, like which would be the better, yeah, better matchup? What would make for you want to watch Finals? that series? I don't, dude. I I don't know what I would want. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Here on the full court press. Hello, I'm Daryl, the guy who started Daryl's Appliance back in the 1970s. A lot has changed in 50 years, but not the great people of Cash Valley. We love our customers, and we thank you for keeping us in business. Hello, I'm Daryl's son, Jeff. We have five factory-trained technicians, which means that we will have your appliances performing at their best. Our parts department has most of the parts that our techs need to repair your appliance on the first visit. Daryl's Appliance, open till six weekdays and until five on Saturdays. Career decisions after graduation are tough. If you're looking to help yourself or someone you know, then look into the Air National Guard. We have full-time benefits, part-time service, money for college, on-the-job training, resume boosting skills, unparalleled experiences, over 200 awesome career paths, and bases all over the nation with the freedom to choose where you serve. The Air National Guard is the smart choice for your career and your life. Take the first step to success at GoANG.com or call 1-800-TOGO-ANG. Loveland Living Planet Aquarium takes us outside our everyday lives into a world of discovery. It's a chance to explore our innate curiosity, discover animals from around the world, and experience the all-new outdoor plaza and eco. More to explore at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Reserve your visit at thelivingplanet.com. You may have heard retailers have no guns and ammo. Give me a break. Al Sporting Goods has thousands of guns and ammo at prices no one touches. Listen to this. Gun cases and Gerber multi-tools, 10 bucks. PMC 223 ammo, 12.99. Vortex scopes and binoculars. Al's is the state's biggest dealer. Come see why. Frog Dogs Waiter, 69 bucks. Fluker, fly rod combos and game cameras, 29.99. If you need camp chairs, canopies, coolers, or sleeping bags, Al's has them in stock. Don't miss Al Sporting Goods annual June 10th sale every sport, every season. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. It's time to find out who won this year's Best of Northern Utah contest. Best of Northern Utah. Brought to you by Thermo Fisher. Listen Thursday morning, July 1st. Or go to bestofnorthernutah.com. Over 800 businesses were nominated and over 100,000 votes were cast. Thursday, July 1st, we'll share the results as we unveil gold and silver winners in 164 different categories. Thank you for participating in the 2021 Best Best of of Northern Northern Utah Utah Contest. Girls, us guys are always trying to score some brownie points, but we need all the help we can get. So dropping some subtle hints is helpful, such as your favorite food is Italian, you love the color green, and you want the ring from Jarek's Fine Jewelry, the place with the bright green cars on 930 North Main Street. Okay, so it might not be so subtle, but that's okay. Remember, we need the help. Make it special, make it Jarek's. 
Now remember, just tell them it's the place with the bright green cars. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Miami. Uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat. Uh. I would rather, if that happens, I'm going to become a fan of the Phoenix Suns. Why? Look, he can bring the ball up. Great. He brings you a, a aggressive, lengthy perimeter defender. Like he does multiple things that the Jazz need. And he can miss free throws, not make jumpers, not even shoot jumpers. And you don't have to worry about him shooting in the fourth quarter, taking away your clutch shots because he ain't going to shoot it. You actually give him coaching and have accountability. Don't, Eric, why do you do this, dude? Uh, I guess there's some rumor floating that the Jazz should sign and trade Mike Connolly to Philadelphia to get Ben Simmons. And then, you know what? If that's the case, then maybe Dennis Lindsay should quit his job. <laughs> it no. solves a couple issues that the Jazz need. Uh, 9315, because you asked the question earlier, Eric, what is the finals that you would actually watch? And he says, I hope you would say Bucks, just because Sam plays for them. Bucks, Suns would be cool. So have, so glad to have the app to listen into. Well, thanks for listening on the app. Yeah, certainly the Bucks would be cool for Sam. Uh, that would be. Great for folks around here, but I'm talking as a general fan of of the NBA. Well, maybe that is a, a general fan of the NBA. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, maybe certainly Giannis like is a big Sam. name. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, the official 12 man roster for the Tokyo Olympics has been officially released. Here you go, Eric. Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Bradley Bill, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Kevin Love, Bam Bam, Draymond Green, Jay Rue Holiday, Chris Middleton, Jeremy Grant. We are screwed. And We're Kevin getting, Love is the token white guy. Dude, we are getting blasted. I mean, how how does that? What are you saying? Comment, what was that about? How does that comment not get more backlash? Are you? That's not my comment. Oh, I thought that was you. Said, that's not like, my oh, comment. Wow. But if it was the roles were reversed, that? that that's what drives me crazy. Like that comment can be made, and people would just kind of laugh it off, like "oh, ha ha." But if the roles were reversed, if it was an all-white team and one black guy. And someone makes that comment, oh my word. Yeah, that's actually Everybody true. comes undone. I'm, I'm agreeing that with really you 100% me. on that. Hey, the other thing that really frustrates me, how many centers do we have on this team? Uh, Bam Adebayo, um, Kevin Love, even though he's more of a stretch four. Like true centers. True centers? Bam? Probably none. Bam's more of a active roller power so, forward. So is Jeremy Grant. Some idiot. I mean, you have size, but you don't have any true centers. Some idiot <laughs> puts in the replies, Kevin Love, yeesh. You can only find one center. What about Sabonis, Gobert, or Jokic? Are they not available? <laughs> uh, they're going to play for other countries. They're those not guys, American. Those guys think they're too good for their team and just need the rest? Go represent the country the way you're supposed to. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you got to get off of Twitter, uh, man. Someone's... Uh, someone's having fun at your expense, I think. No way! That, they're you cannot, that serious. Someone cannot make that in all sincerity. Dude, it's Twitter. They can be that dumb, Eric. Well, okay. It's hard to sense sarcasm in the written word. Uh, 9315, do you ever think Sam will play the, in the Olympics? And will American football ever be in the Olympics? Uh, no and no. <laughs> You're happy. You're welcome. Uh, unless something dramatic changes over the course of Sam's career. Yeah, he's never going to see the no, Olympics. No, no. Um, is American football, not enough countries do it. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's yeah. it's a purely American sport. We would kill everybody too, dude. We would dominate the world in football. No one would have a shot. <laughs> that would be so unfair. <laughs> I would feel bad yeah. for everybody. It's just it's not it's just not played anywhere. I mean, the NFL is is tried to go international and 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 expand the its international appeal. But it just hasn't really caught on. I, I know former Aggie coach, this is years ago. Now his name's blanking on me. He uh, took Aggies to Japan several different times and tried to grow the sport there. And it never really caught on. So and there was the Euro League. The NFL had high hopes that that might attract international people to uh, you know, start to get involved and get interested. Just never caught on. It's too bad, though. Isn't that interesting, though? Because you see rugby played other places. Um, there's a lot of sports that are played in other countries. But, uh, yeah, football is a purely American sport. Hey, Utah State just got another commitment from a uh, – as a quarterback, actually. Uh, Was this the kid out of Texas? Yeah, it looks like it. Heard some really good things about Half him. Fish at the QB, 6'3", 195. So our quarterback depth chart looks really long. <laughs> well, he's not going to be here this year. I guess that's true. He was, he's, still, he's probably a kid coming into his senior class, senior year of like, high school. Logan Bonner is a junior, isn't he? Um, I think you're right. So Peasley, Peasley. I don't know if Peasley stays another year, just sitting behind Cooper Legault, the Calvin kid. This guy, and they had another one too. I think it depends on yeah how things play out. Peasley could be the starter. That's not a foregone conclusion that he's going to be the backup. I think we have to see what Logan Bonner can do. We haven't really been able to see him with the rest of uh, the team around him to really gauge his ability and and what he's going to do. Can I think? And Peasley, look, he looked rough in the first scrimmage. He looked a lot better in the second scrimmage. I think we have to give him some time to understand what this new coaching staff and what they're trying to do offensively. Give him a shot. I feel like he got a shot last year, too. Wasn't great. I have a hard time holding too tough of a standard against anybody from last year. Good point. Last year was a hot mess for a lot of reasons. Great point. I'm taking a purely speculated guess. But I think Logan Bonner is going to be your starting quarterback come game one, September 4th in Washington State. I just, there's no way a kid transfers over from Arkansas State, a starting job just to come over to Utah State and play backup. And they, I mean, I, there's more to it than just that. I understand, like reps, you know, performance on the field, whatnot. And Blake said that as well. So we'll see. Well, health is going to play a factor too. Huge, yeah, because he's, he's, he was injured. I uh I I I'll be interested in fall camp. I know you'll be keeping a close eye on it, Eric, as well. Just the way these three quarterbacks look: Cooper, Legault, Peasley, and Bonner, and who gets a lot of who gets the majority of reps with first teamers. Yeah, uh, I I am so excited for fall camp. Can't wait. This is new <laughs> coaching wait. staff, new players, a lot of old players coming back, the transfers, and how it all meshes together. Yeah. How much time do we got? 
Uh, you got about 20 seconds or so. Hey, by the way, media days for Mount West Conference football, July 21st, 22nd. Craig Hislop, our veteran uh, guy, is going to be down there getting all the audio. We'll play it for you here. Uh, Blake Anderson, players. Uh, it's a two-day session, so we'll get it all for you and be able to play it here. We'll post it on our uh, website, 106NFAM. Stick around next hour. We're talking about some high school referees and our Friday Five Best. That was... I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. There must be something about a 2-0 hole that just makes the Clippers a little more comfortable. All three rounds, they dropped the first two games, and each time they've won game three. Against the Mavs and Jazz, they went on to win the series, and now they trail the Suns two games to one in the Western Conference Finals. We got a long way to go. Clippers don't know if they'll have Kawhi Leonard back, but head coach Ty Lue has found a way to make adjustments. They picked up their defense on Phoenix's Devin Booker. Role players like Reggie Jackson, Patrick Beverly, Terrence Mann stepped up, and Paul George acted like a star. Even though his shot was a little off last night, he did everything else. Maybe the Clippers just need a little time to find their rhythm. They really look like they should have won Game 2 in Phoenix, and they've shown that they can win without Kawhi. The Suns still lead the series. They still have home court advantage. But this series and a trip to the NBA Finals feels like it's still a little bit up for grabs. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. With their new Epic drivers, Callaway is framing the future of speed using a jailbreak speed frame structure that connects the sole and the crown of the club. They've reduced the head's twisting and deforming at impact. This means more energy stays in the driver face and transfers to the ball. More energy to the ball means more ball speed. Jailbreak Speed Frame is in the forgiving Epic Max, the Epic Speed, and the Tour Preferred Epic Max LS. Explore Epic Drivers at CallawayGolf.com slash Epic. When Simply Safe Home Security founders Chad and Eleanor Lawrence designed their first security system in their kitchen, they did so for a very personal reason. Their friends had just had their home broken into. Making people feel safe is what Simply Safe has been doing ever since that moment 15 years ago. With Simply Safe, there's always someone there who has your back. They keep you safe. Go to simplysafedan.com today, customize your system, and get a free security camera. Simplysafedan.com. And t- Wouldn't it be nice to work for a company that puts their employees first and isn't afraid to say thanks for a job well done? An employer who respects you and has no problem rewarding you with a competitive wage and benefits package? You belong with a company like Third Gen Machine right here in Logan. Third Gen Machine is hiring CNC operators, machinists, and maintenance technicians. Apply on Indeed. Just go to Indeed.com and search Third Gen Machine. Trust me, Third Gen Machine is where you want to be. Equal opportunity employer. They say diamonds are a girl's best friend, particularly when she's thinking of marriage. When it comes to this important decision, visit S.C. Needham Jewelers in historic Danton Logan. We have been the part of thousands of happy engagements. You'll enjoy our vast selection of beautiful and unique engagement rings. You'll also enjoy our relaxed and elegant environment. You'll not be hurried and you'll feel no pressure as you have fun looking for the perfect ring. Where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Here's what you need to know. NC State leaves two runners on in the bottom of the ninth and stumbles to Vanderbilt 3-1 at the College World Series. COVID-19 issues inside the Wolfpack program delayed the start time of this one about an hour. And contact tracing forced NC State 
to just 13 playable guys consisting of nine position players and four pitchers. The two teams will meet again tomorrow with a chance to make the championship round. Phillies pitcher Aaron Nola struck out the first 10 Mets batters he faced, tying a consecutive strikeout mark held by Tom Seaver. The Phillies are currently up on New York, 1-0 in the seventh. Nola finished his outing going five and one-third innings, giving up two hits, 12 Ks he recorded, and no runs. The Rockies are perplexing the Brewers 4-1 in the eighth inning. Colorado starter John Gray, 10 strikeouts in five innings of work. And the Jets are reportedly signing Morgan Moses to a one-year deal. I'm Brian Fenley. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and R.J. Salveson. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Appreciate you tuning in wherever you may be. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Streaming on the 106.9 The Fan mobile app and on 106.9thefan.com. So appreciate you tuning in wherever you are. And uh, we did the roll call earlier today. And not just where are you listening, but how How are you you listening? listening? Yeah. How are you listening to us? It's kind of fun. Ooh. Love that text. 9315, who should be watching out for fall camp that is coming in underrated? Ooh, Ooh. that's a great question. Boy, that is a really good question. I'm interested in uh, uh, one of the backs. Um, who is the second guy who is running? I can't remember. There's, there's a couple guys. One of them long hair. My my mind hasn't been on football for a little while, so it's hard. <laughs> makes two of us. I, it, it being able to recall us. names right now is not necessarily my strong suit. Yeah. Uh, is that a six or an eight? Sorry, I'm looking at something. That's six. Okay. Uh, yeah, anyways. Um, I Man, who am I watching out for fall camp? Quarterback situation is going to be interesting. Your defensive back situation is going to be pretty much as is. So. I like that. Uh, Linebackers are about what it is. Um. Yeah, I'm going to be keeping a really close eye on the defensive line, too. Really? Yeah, is is Chris Unga? He's still got another year. Is he back? See, I gotta remember, dude. Tough question. I mean, it's a it's a fair question. For me, it's a tough one because uh, I'm I'm just not in that mode. <laughs> haven't been in a long time. I know we got to get back into it come August, though, dude. We got to buck up and get into it quickly. Which is uh, one of the other reasons why uh, Al Lewis is a Hall of Famer. He could start rattling off. Oh, dude, guys, don't like don't, right Eric, now. 
I've learned who was very valuable from 20 years ago. You don't ago. ever compare yourself to Al Lewis in any way because you're always going to finish second. <laughs> I know. Al Lewis is just, he's amazing in, his, in, in, in a way that neither you or I could ever honestly ever live up to. And that's why he hosts the pregame show for basketball and for football postgame. That's why he does it all. Is because he can do it better than you and I, even oh, on our best show, could ever do. Yeah. And I mean do that with all due sleep. respect to you and I with what we do. So uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in on the Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, a little bit later on, we'll have our five best non-sports sports. Now, we haven't talked to each other about how we define what is a this non-sport This is really going to be interesting. Sport, I don't know if I'm up for this, Which will dude. be fun. Uh, but we'd love to get your thoughts on that, 435-339-0321. Um, also, like which, just as a casual fan of the NBA, which teams would you prefer to see in the finals? We've got four to choose from. Dude, the College World Series has taken my attention so much that I, don't, I really don't watch the games too much. I'm more watching baseball than I'm watching the, the, the conference finals. And it's probably because the Jazz aren't in it. But, man, I love me some college baseball. I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, so, also an update on the uh, second day of the NBA draft combine with their scrimmages. Yeah. Uh, they've been there uh, in Chicago for m- much of the week. Earlier in the week, it was about measurables. How big is your hand? How high can you jump? What do you look like with shoes? What do you look like without shoes? Um, What's your wingspan? So some of that was going on earlier in the week. And then yesterday and today, they're running them through scrimmages. They ran them through a few drills, some one-on-one type stuff earlier in the week. But now it's scrimmages. Uh, And today, uh, well, yesterday, let's let's say this. With yesterday, the first game, uh, Nimi looked great. He got yeah. a post-game interview. He got a lot of praise for his activity. He had 15 points, eight rebounds. He had a blocked shot. He was very active, uh, creating loose balls um, and uh, helping out on defense and strong pick-and-roll action. Today, uh, <laughs> a little bit different. A <laughs> little bit different. Hey, but you know what? That's okay. Like, Not every draft combine scrimmage is going to be your day. Okay, I mean, sometimes it's going to be rough. It, today wasn't great. 22 minutes, 3-5 from the field, 1-1 one of one at the line. He had uh, six boards, two offensive, four defensive, two assists, five fouls, one steal, one turnover. He finished with the minus six with seven points. He was the one guy on his team to be in the minus. That's a problem. Yeah. That's not now, great. He, uh, defensively, he was matched up with somebody that was uh, more of a challenge. Uh, it looked like most of the time... He was matched up with Makur uh, Maker um, and uh, Sandro Mamakalashvili. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and those two guys, uh, Maker had 10 points, six boards. Mamukalashvili, um, <laughs> he had 12 points. Uh, he had eight rebounds. Um, so... A little bit more of a challenge defensively for Nimi uh, today, which look he needs to. Coaches need to see that they need to evaluate him. Everybody can have one good game, but somebody who's been consistent through both games is Quentin Grimes from Houston. Uh, guy had twenty seven points today, 
Uh, he was 7 of 12 from 3. Four rebounds, two assists. Uh, very active uh, game for him. So, anyway, uh, draft combine wraps up today. Um, Nimi had a really good showing yesterday. A lot of positive uh, reactions. Um, struggled a little bit more today. He, he still did some things, but he was challenged more today than he was yesterday. Yeah, I would agree. He and again, like not every day is going to be your day in these draft combines. You're going to have a day, a couple of days where it's going to be a little bit off, and I mean that that's basketball. But um, yeah, he'll be all right, and I, I still think he's he's turned a lot of heads in, in a good way, and uh, I still think that he's. He's well on his way to hearing his name called at some point during the NBA draft. Yeah, and what will be really interesting once this uh, draft combine wraps up, over the weekend, early next week, you'll start to see people put together their mock drafts. And I know some people already have put a few things out there, but now that we've seen some of these guys against each other, uh, they've gone through the drills, they've got some of the feedback, um, what, uh, what those mock drafts look like. Nimi was a uh, a late second rounder before, and some he wasn't even on some uh, draft boards uh, yeah. at that number sixty pick. Uh, but uh, after yesterday, boy, he was shooting up, and some were saying he could be a late first rounder. Imagine that, Amish Keta, a late first round pick in the NBA draft, and the fact that it's realistic is crazy to me too. That's I think that's what's really blown my mind. Um, and uh, apparently the Lakers have shown some interest in Nimi. Uh, Nimi uh, has admitted that uh, he's spoken to the Lakers. He's talked and, to the Mavericks and said, "No, thank you, L.A. Don't want to do it." Spoken to the Suns and the Trailblazers. Suns would be interesting. Trailblazers would be really interesting. Huh. Wow. Uh, Sam Vecini with the Athletic Love puts, work. puts Keta at uh, number 55. Uh, Jonathan Giovanni of ESPN doesn't even have Keta on his mock draft. So, like I said, now that the um, the, the combine is done, that's going to change. It's going to be adjusted. Um, and uh, we'll see where Keta ends up. But today, you know, Keta showed that uh, he's still got some work to do. In certain situations, he can look great, and in others, he can struggle a little bit. Yeah, uh, and the other thing about with Keta, and I think we talked about it already, Eric, is his fact, or excuse me, his mobility and, and getting on the floor, diving for loose balls. It feels like he's kind of got over that injury scare, and he uh, just getting back to the freshman Namish Keta that we fell in love with, and 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 the and his passing game has been a lot lot better too. I think his passing game is immensely improved. Um, we've talked about that too, and uh, there's yeah, there's a lot more upside to Keta than um, I think some people like to give him credit for. There's a ton of upside to that kid. Yeah, he had two assists. He had a steal uh, today, um, so. Uh, five eight six zero. Eric texted and said, "I love seeing teams in the NBA Finals that don't get there often. Of the four teams remaining, only the Bucks have won a championship. It's refreshing to see good parity competition and not have a sure bet to win it all." 
That's and that's I, I agree. Oh my gosh, that's I love true. this. I love the. I have no idea who's gonna win the finals. That is so good to hear. Right, it's not an odds-on favorite versus everybody. The field. Yeah, absolutely. And some people are betting for the field. Just yeah. <laughs> somebody knock off the odds-on favorite. While there's others that are pure bandwagoners. They're like, yeah, that's our team. They're gonna win it all. Let's go. Uh, let's go for the guys that are most likely gonna win. Uh, this year, it's it's totally wide open. And I think that's great. For that reason, I really don't care of the four teams that are left. I don't care which are the final two. I'm still going to be tuning in with interest because somebody's going to be a champion that hasn't been, or at least hasn't been in a very long time. There's going to be a city in America that's just going to go bonkers because their team's in the finals, period. And then there's going to be a team that's even going to go more bonkers when they have their victory parade. Yeah, and I guess with the exception fun, though, of Los Angeles because they've had victory yeah. parades. Well, the Clippers haven't though. But as an organization, the Clippers have not won. So, like, I mean, but so, like, could you imagine like Laker fans going out to be like, "Yeah, Clippers, way to go! We knew you could do it. We're so proud." You know, uh, no, I yeah. you're gonna see. I don't know how many Clipper fans. Maybe Golden State fans will show up too, just because they have nothing else to do. But I, I really do. I want to see Milwaukee. Give me Phoenix. Give me. Who's the other? Atlanta. I don't care. One of those three teams win the championship. Hawks, do it for my Braves who can't do it for 30 years. Milwaukee, do it for the Bucks. You know, do it for all the Bucks fans who had to deal with Budenholzer, deal with Giannis. Phoenix, do it for Charles Barkley, who could never do it in his whole entire career. Go win it for Chuck. Did you ever see the... I say go do it for Chuck. But I was watching a clip on YouTube about where Chuck just rips on, on the Suns organization. <laughs> about I mean, and he goes from he goes from like the players to the nachos to the hot dogs to the seats. Wow! To I mean, he picks everything and he just chucks it. That's a good segment. Chuck oh. with Chuck. <laughs> Chuck it with Chuck. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So. uh Anyways, I, I would love to see just a small market team go win the finals. One five seven zero says anyone but LA. Thank you. I'm with you. Anybody but LA. And I understand that. I mean, the biggest market of that's left. Um, there'll be a lot of posers that uh, conveniently become oh, longtime yeah. Clippers oh, yeah. fans. Oh, you know what's coming, man. Nine seven seven three. The women are large in Phoenix. Charles Barkley. He did say that. What? Yeah, dude. He was dissing on the on the wonderful ladies of Phoenix, Arizona, like he did to San Antonio. But why would you diss? Like, dude, you played for that organization. They were good to you. They were good to him. Why would you go rip on them? That's right. I do remember them saying that, though, <laughs> dude. And that's when Shaq starts just laughing so hard. Women are large in Phoenix. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> oh, shoot, man. Hey, uh, predictions tonight, though. Atlanta, Milwaukee. I know Milwaukee's an eight-and-a-half favorite. Yeah, I like Milwaukee, Milwaukee eight by and less half. than eight, though. Um, I didn't see what the over-under was. Um, but I, I think Milwaukee wins. I don't know if it's by eight-and-a-half, though. Me neither. I, I think Atlanta I, I, keeps this close. That's crazy. Who are they? What are they getting out of that? Out of the eight and a half. Like, how are they getting that? Someone's got to be not playing. 
Otherwise, that is way high. Extremely high. I think it's going to be Milwaukee, and I'd say by six. Milwaukee by six, huh? Over under 225 and a half. So I'd take Milwaukee, and I would say the game goes over. Man, I still feel like six is high. I'm going to go Milwaukee by four. Wait, what's the over-under? 225 and a half. I'm going over. Like Those two teams can put up points. Trey Young, how many points does he have tonight? Uh, I think that was part of our over-under. Was that game four, though? Or is that or game three or game two? Oh, it's in my other notebook. I don't have it with me. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. All right, well, never mind. Um, I would say uh, 32. That's a good number. I'm going to say 38. Really? I think he gets his, but I think he Milwaukee's another like... another offensive explosion. But I think the Hawk, the Bucks are like, you know what the heck with it, man? We're still going to beat you. Which, you know, yeah. I, uh, I, I am intrigued, though, by tonight's game. I think tonight's game... If if the Hawks win this, Milwaukee's in a huge amount of trouble. I just don't I, I don't think Boone Holter can hold up with the pressure of being down two zero, going on the road to go coach. I just that's what it was against Brooklyn. Was it two zero? But they went on the road and were down two zero. This is you're down two zero after losing two games in your in your house. There's a big difference. Wait, were they down two zero to the Nets? Uh, yeah. Holy crap. I thought they were a one apiece. Yeah, they lost their first two games, 115 to 107 and 125 to 86. Ooh. After those two games, thought these guys are getting cooked. Cooked, yeah. Okay, I do remember that. Over. And then they won <laughs> Dude, four of their last five. What a five. choke job by Brooklyn. <laughs> Man. Oh, shoot. But again, they can rely on the fact that, hey, none of our stars were healthy together. We could try again next year. Philadelphia's got no excuses. Philadelphia's got to be like, well, we had everything we had. We had everything we wanted. We were in the right spot. Still couldn't win it. And we had game seven at home. <laughs> and they still couldn't win it. Yeah. Sad deal. Uh, hey, coming up, we'll uh, be doing our Friday Five Best a little bit later on in the hour. And uh, really want to know, what are your five best Non-sports, sports. And maybe the reason we're not getting any nominations, Ajay, is because we need to give some examples. Yeah. So, like, yesterday, not yesterday, earlier in the week, we had a great debate. Like, is ping pong really a sport? No. Uh, chess. The spelling bee. Curling. Uh, poker. Figure skating. Dancing. Billards. So things like that, um, that can be debated. Is that really a sport? And it, we even went to like NASCAR. Yeah. Is NASCAR Dude, really is NASCAR, a sport? Dude, is bicycling a sport? Is horse racing a sport? Because the horse does the, most of the work. The machine does all the work. I mean, though, Tyler, though, we've been, you know, some facts have came out about NASCAR that I learned that makes me think, well, hold on. Maybe it is a sport. Right. There's endurance, elevated heart rate, exertion. It'll still exist even though you're sitting in a car. So, but uh, the best non-sports sports. 
So we'll we'll give our own five. It's our own list a little bit later on in the show. Stay tuned for that. Love to get your nominations, your ideas on that. What would you consider? Uh, and how, or even how would you define a non-sport sport? Yeah, there's a good question. 435-339-0321 uh, if you want to weigh in on that. Also, a little bit later on, we're going to have a chance to talk about high school referees. Like, what's what's the life of a referee? Are there any rule changes that we should be aware of? They need help for in, in a lot of different ways. It's not just to get their eyes checked. Uh, it's about... Uh, you know, Fan behavior, player behavior, and just they need more referees. Uh, and so we're going to find a little bit more details about that uh, coming up. We've got some uh, referees that uh, are participate with the Utah High School Activities Association. Give us some really some good insight as to what, that, uh, what that's like. Uh, as a reminder, just as a quick recap, uh, uh, Namish Keta earlier today in uh, the second uh, scrimmage that took place, for his team, uh, kind of struggled today. Uh, he finished with seven points, six rebounds. He had two assists and a steal, but he also had five fouls. Eric, are you looking at the line yes. by chance? Hans Olsen tweeted me and said, with an aster- asterisk, eight. What am I missing? Eight what? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Eight what? Well, like, what was your text pre- right before that? It was it was a stat line. It was a, yeah, it was a stat line. I said twenty two minutes, three five from the field, one and one at the line, six boards, and I had accidentally said two offenses, two defensive. I corrected that. Two assists, five personal fouls, seven points, minus six. What am I missing? I don't know. Okay. And I just wanted to play the game. A second set of eyes. That maybe was controversial that Something that he did that got taken away from him. I don't know. But the box score is... But I'm right. right. There. Yeah, okay. It's the okay. official scorer's report. Final box is okay. what I'm looking at. All right. Sounds good. This, isn't, this wasn't you or I just scribbling it on paper as the game was going on with our own... <laughs> marking numbers like crazy. Yeah. Trying to come up with our own box score. That We're going off of the official scorer's report, final box from the NBA Draft Combine. It took place today in Chicago. <laughs> so, hey, yeah. Yes, that's the result. Okay. Uh, Nimi had a really good day yesterday. He struggled today a little bit. Um, he had some matchups that were a little bit more of a challenge for him. Uh, but, um, yeah, well, it's, it's all said and done now. Now, so, uh, chances to speak to teams. For them to talk to him and kind of get a feel for who he is, how they we could potentially fit in with them, and um, see what the reactions are from here on out. When is the draft actually going to take place? Uh, the right NBA, after the finals? No, actually, well, actually, I think it is it's July. Because normally it's in July. Yep. But yep. everything's kind of out of whack right now. Oh man, I don't even know when. Uh, nope, that's not what I want. Uh, it'll be Thursday, July 29th. So a week after the potential, if there's a game seven in the NBA Finals, that'll be July 22nd. And then the NBA Draft will take place July 29th. And I would imagine free agency would have to open up shortly after that. 
correct? Yes, it does. Three days after. I think it's three days after. Right? Uh, I'm just getting quick verification on that. Um, because normally, yeah, it's it's right after the uh, the draft. A few days. Uh, I can't. Oh, August second. Yep. So three okay. days after. So it makes sense. There you go. So the NBA is really trying to get its clock back to normal. There's still a few things that are delayed this year, uh, but uh, they're they're trying to get it back to normal as, as quickly as they can. Holy crap, dude! I didn't know this. Kawhi Leonard on a 36 million player option, dude. He could opt out. Yes. Yeah, he could. <laughs> oh, fetch. Well, that's going to be fun. Okay. Yeah, wow. I didn't know that. And will the Clippers uh, agree to pay it if they feel like, you know, Paul George has come along and we won an NBA championship without him? Maybe. That's a big maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but if they do, if they win the NBA championship without Kawhi Leonard playing in a lot of those games, do they say, well, I think we can be okay. We'll save that $36 million and use it in other ways. And you could use it in other ways and be just fine, too. Be very honest with you. Yeah. After what you're watching right now. It'll still be a destination for free agents <clears throat> and veterans. Oh, without a doubt, Eric. Yeah. Without a doubt, my man. Yeah. All right. Uh, Friday Five Best. Uh, keep that in mind. What are the five best non-sports sports? Now, we keep this in mind because the Olympics are coming up soon. There are qualifying events happening uh, around the world for their various respective countries. And some of those, I'll put it in quotations, sports that are happening in the Olympics certainly caused me to raise my eyebrows. Like, really, are we doing that as an Olympic sport? Seems very debatable. Um, but it is going to be recognized. So... Uh, we'll see what happens if uh, uh, how well they're received, um, and uh, it, there are other competitions that are out there. But are they really sports? There's a there's a difference between a sport and a game, and there's a difference between a sport and a competition. And so Ajay and, a, Ajay and I will debate what are the five best non-sports sports. Uh, also coming up, we'll have a conversation with some. Uh, uh, referees that uh, participate for and help out with the Utah High School Activities Association to find out what it's like to be a ref in Utah um, and uh, any rules changes that we should be aware of. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press. Doctors Blotter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to announce Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. The staff at Ascent Aesthetics consider themselves educators first, helping you to feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. Stop and meet the amazing staff and learn why you can trust Ascent Aesthetics with Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, and more. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. They look forward to meeting you. Did you know you could do most of the rock, block, and paver projects around your home yourself? It's true, and Castellite and Logan can help. Their friendly, knowledgeable staff will help you on those projects and more. Why go anywhere else? You can find everything you need for rock, block, and paver projects under one roof at very competitive prices. Right here at Castellite and Logan. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. 
online at castalight.com. This is Rod Hammer, Cache County Fire Chief, asking for your help. Due to current and forecasted weather conditions, coupled with the record dry vegetation and extreme fire danger throughout Utah, the state forester has determined that measures must be taken to prevent the ignition of forest and rangeland fires. Therefore, pursuant to state law, the following acts are prohibited until rescinded by the Utah State Forester. No open fires of any kind except within established facilities, in improved campgrounds, or day-use areas on public lands, or in permanently constructed fire pits at permanent private dwellings served by pressurized running water. No smoking except within an enclosed vehicle, trailer, or building, a developed recreation site, or while stopped in an area that is paved or free from dry vegetation. No cutting, welding, or grinding metal in areas of dry vegetation. No operating a motorcycle, chainsaw, ATV, or other small internal combustion engine without an approved and working spark arrestor. This order affects all state lands and all unincorporated private lands within the state of Utah. Violations of this order could be punishable by up to six months in jail and a fine of up $1,000. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, got a text that came through on the Guild Mortgage Text line, 435-339-0321. How about the Nathan's National Hot Dog Eating Contest that Joey Chestnut wins every year? I believe that ESPN covers it every year. Isn't that usually around the 4th of July? Yeah. I can't watch that. I have such a an infinite love for hot dogs and brats that if I watch that, I know it's going to kill every bit of that love. <laughs> It is actually pretty gross because some people can't handle it. So it's dude, yeah, they back just up. spew it back up. Dude, I I can't do it. I can't watch that crap. Uh, eight nine two zero, and it is crap. I want to make that clear. <laughs> I've always considered it a a sport. If your opponent is actively trying to prevent you from scoring or winning, uh, in parentheses, basketball, tennis, even NASCAR, if there isn't a defense. I consider if a game where your score is objective, i.e. golf, if scoring is subjective, I consider it a competition, i.e. gymnastics. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, we debated this, like dancing. Okay. Where is? Uh, ice dancing, figure skating, even gymnastics. There's a lot of subjectivity involved there. It depends on your opinion. If that person's better than the other one. Okay, but Eric, here's the thing. Uh, bicycle shorts, passionate about this kind of stuff, printed out the definition of sports for me, not for for me. Okay. Because he felt like I needed the definition Sometimes so badly. You, yes, you need a little help. Oh, sh- shut it. He says, an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment, such as baseball and soccer. Okay. I don't I don't know how to categorize it, man. Chess is not a sport. Zero 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 five says ping pong. You're you are on the side of that ping pong I is a sport. I think it is. There's there's definitely exertion <sighs> and competition. I mean, just watch the Olympics. Watch especially Eric, they stand on the other side of the table and they hit 
Watch the uh, people from China. That is like their national sport. They get into You have guys like 20 feet away from the table that are just cranking it. Dude, they're just hitting the ball across the table five, like, what, eight feet across? Okay, the ping pong scene in Forrest Gump is better than the football scenes from Forrest Gump. Well, yeah, of course. Doesn't make it a sport because you watch Forrest Gump, though, Eric. <laughs> if Forrest Gump did it, it's a sport. Five three three eight. What is the FCP pre-show stretch routine? We have ourselves a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> we make fun of each other. We walk down the hallway a couple times, and then we're here. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. So we. You said. I want to make sure I hear heard right, Eric. The Tour de France is coming up. Yes. Okay, by the way, the Tour de France is tomorrow. It's the world's largest annual sporting event. It's a cycling competition that is held in France every year and takes place in 21 stages with a course that covers covers approximately 3,500 kilometers. It's big. Now, big deal. Cyclists gather from around the world, gather in France to compete for the chance to win the Tour de France trophy in cash prize of $450,000, just over five hundred in real American money. It gets 3.5 billion television viewers, over 12 million spectators annually, 198 cyclists, 22 teams of nine, over 21 days, usually in July, 3,500 kilometers in 21 stages. Eric, I found out something today from Mr. Bicycle Shorts. I always thought that it was like Team USA versus Team France versus Team India versus Team Norway. Dude, they're all like hooking up with other countries and being on the same team. That ruins it for me. That absolutely ruins it for me. Why? It's still a team? No, because, no it's not though. Like, hey, I know that uh, you and my country are rivals, but do you want to come bicycle with me? That's bullcrap. No one wants to watch Norway and France and England be on the same team. Wasn't uh, Lance Armstrong? He was like a U.S. Postal Service team. I I get yeah. See yeah. Like well, if was you're just their on sponsor. the team, you're all USA people. You're not Canada. You're just a, you're not that's France. Just a sponsor. You're not England. You're not freaking London or Pakistan. You're on one team. You're one country. That in fact, from Roper bicycle shorts, <laughs> ruined the Tour de France for me. Bicycling is no longer a sport to me. Because they're not a, not everybody on the same team is yeah. from the same country. I mean, dude, you're just, I mean, dude, you're pedaling a bike. Like, I mean, come on. Versus other countries, but you're cheating because you're taking other teams. It it would be like, Eric, it'd be like in the Olympics, all right? If USA is getting their butt kicked in the track field competition and they're like, hey, Usain Bolt, do you want to come be on our team? That's cheating. That's or if, or if Team USA basketball is like, hey, uh, Jokic, you want to come play with us? That's like comparing the Team USA in, in, in the Olympics for basketball and like the New York Knicks in the NBA. Roper, how multicultural is the NBA now? It's very multicultural. What I'm saying, though, is in the Tour de France, okay, as they like to say it in France, all right, <laughs> I just feel like, if you're going to do this, you need to have teams by countries, not teams of, hey, uh, we went out for a beer the other day, so let's be on a bicycling team together. Come on. Bullcrap. 
Anyways, uh, yeah, we'll get to our non-sports <laughs> sports here in a little bit, but it's going to get very heated, Eric. Uh, I'm very passionate about pickleball. Yeah, we got a few other uh, texts uh, coming in for some nominations. We'll get to that in a little bit. But let's shift gears, Ajay. Let's talk about sports. Uh, let's talk about high school sports. And uh, we've got some special guests here joining us in studio. And um, we'll, look, there's referees have a very thankless job. Yeah. Uh, they are put through the ringer everywhere they go, either from the fans, the players, the you, coaches. Me, you, no, we you. talk about them on the radio. <laughs> yeah, you you were specifically talking about it up on the radio. <laughs> so we wanted to get some of them in to talk about uh, what's the life of a referee like in Utah. Uh, also, these guys know the rules better than anybody. Are there any changes coming up? And then also, look, they, they need help. They need our help. And for multiple reasons. Hey, I, you, I know some. Never mind. I'm not going to say it on there. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. So we've got a few of them to come in. Uh, and uh, let's see. We'll make sure we got our mics on. So you guys have to share that mic, just so you know. All right. Uh, but uh, Mike Furman, I, I know Mike. I don't know who you brought with you. So, Mike, I'll, I'll let you introduce and uh, what your guys' roles are and your positions are, what it, uh, what it means to be a UHSAA referee. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate being here. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm, and just a little bit about me, I'm, I'm from Providence, so born and raised here in the Valley. I've been a high school uh, football and basketball official for the last 12 years. Um, I've been on the Northern Utah Football Officials Association board for the last four, and then I'm starting this year as my first year as president of that association. So um, I brought with me from the board Alan Marietti. I'll, you... Yeah, my name is Alan Marietti. I actually live in the uh, Davis County area, um, made the trip up here so we can go ahead and Get, get this kind of message across as far as what it takes to be an official and why, why we enjoy to do that. Um, I've been on the uh, board for uh, over in the northern Utah for six years now, and um, my role on that board is a rules interpreter. Yeah, and as part, so what we do as our job is, is uh, as part of the Northern Utah Football Official Association, we handle the high schools from Farmington all the way up to uh, uh, Skyview, Bear River, um, we'll handle the the training, recruiting, managing, and and sometimes the assigning of of the football officials for that area. So uh, we're kind of in charge of that, and then um, you know, I'm excited to be that and 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 to start my role as president this year. And if you and you want kind of like a, uh, I didn't really want to do a travel log, you know, of what officials do and what our trainings are <laughs> and what our, you know, what what we do for pregame. What what I really thought I'd talk a little bit about is what makes officials tick. You know, people ask, what, why do you do it? Well, and I was just going to ask you. I mean, you've you've been doing this for twelve years. I mean, whatever possessed you <laughs> to like, you know, what I want to be a referee. You, you know, originally, and this was clear back because I've done a lot of other things, city leagues and that type of stuff. I was sixteen years old and watching the game and thought I can do a better job than that ref. And so that kind of inspired me to go volunteer, and then that kind of you know that kind of built from there. And I would. We'll get to recruiting and stuff here in a minute, but I'd put that challenge out there. Anybody that says that thinks that, we, we'd love to have you come in and and um, if if you feel you could do a, as good or a better job than what you're seeing, then yeah, we need you. You know, bring it in. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But but you know, I I think people don't really realize that that for and again, we're, we're my main focus is football. I do basketball too, but but in in uh, you know football season Friday morning, we wake up probably just as excited and stoked for game day game day, I think, as kids do. Um, and, and what we're about and what we're all about is is getting the call right. I mean, nobody wants to get that call right more than we do. 
And we wake up excited to, to get to the game, to, to do our job right, to get our mechanics right, to get the call right, judgment, game management, all that stuff. Um, real quickly, I, I think I don't know if you've heard that story a couple of years ago in the NFL where there was a touchdown that was scored by one team, and at the end of it, the two officials, there was a back judge and a deep wing, and they came and gave each other a high five. And as a football, football officials, we look at that, and, and every one of us knew exactly what that was about. They were stoked that they nailed their mechanic, they nailed their communication, and they got the call right. Everybody that saw that thought, oh, they're excited because that team scored a touchdown, you know, and there was kind of some pushback with that. So um, we have rankings that we do. We're ranked as officials, and depending on what your ranking is, depends upon what game you get and the level of game you get. When playoffs come, you're ranked top to bottom from the state. So there's some competition amongst ourselves to get the call right um, and, and kind of be the best, not just, you know, up, but amongst our peers and in the state so that, you know, we can – go deep in the playoffs and get championship games and other things that, that uh, we do. So um, on the flip side of it, no, and, and again, I know people might roll their eyes about this, but, but nobody is harder on, on us than ourselves when we mess up, when we get the call wrong. Because um, we, you know, we study film and we go back and look at things that we do, and if, if we realize that, that we missed a call or blew a call, I mean, it, it just eats you um, for days and years even afterwards. So that's... You know, getting the call right is kind of what we're all about. I don't know, Alan, why you, you can tell what you like about being an umpire. <laughs> well, yeah, so, so my, my priority, um, hopefully you can hear me well, um, my position on the field is an umpire, so I, I, I'm in the backfield with uh, the defensive ends. And as an umpire, um, I, I, I love it. I love it to death. I've been doing it for, for quite some time. And the interaction that I have with the young men on that field um, – because I have three girls at home, so this is my testosterone release. This is my <laughs> this is my opportunity to get out there and you know and do the manly things that that I, I feel are, are are important to me. But to get out there and to interact with those young men, um, it, it means the world. It really does because it, it, for the most part, they're out there to compete. They're passionate about the game. Um, they get involved, and and when you start building that rapport with those young men on that field, and you start allowing them to know, hey, I'm watching you. I'm I'm I'm, I'm keeping an eye on you. Hey, that was a great tackle. Hey, it was a great block. Way to way to be there, great pursuit and so forth, and and you and you get them on your side. There, there's a there's just a great feeling of knowing that, hey, this guy's this guy's for us. He's not he's not against us. He's for us. And when you're when you're done and you have a game that you feel like you've you've done a great job as far as communicating goes, you can go off the field with that satisfaction, knowing that, hey, you know I gave my best to these young men so they could play a game that they love. And really, that's ultimately what we do as officials is we want to go out there and we want to give them our 100%. We want to give them their opportunity to play the game and, and to not feel like they're being um, taken out of it as an official. We like to refer to ourselves as the third team on the field as far as an official, as officials go. We want, to be, we, we, want to be, we want people to know we're there, but we don't want to be seen. We want the young men to make that game about them and play, play to the hardest and play the way they've been coached up. And and it's our responsibility as as officials to be on the field. We're not we're not there to keep the rules, and we try to we try to explain that to the to the, the coaches and to the uh, the players alike that we're not here to to keep the rules. We're here to enforce the rules. Your responsibility is to keep the rules. And so, as much as you guys can keep us out of the game, the better off you are. So you guys can actually enjoy that, and we and, and know that at the end of the day, you won or lost as a team. And we had no part to play in it, so that's really what I like to like about it, the officiating is it's just knowing that you're doing it, you're doing your part so these kids can play. You guys do such a phenomenal job of getting the call right. Like the high school game is really fast, especially in this day and age. You know, I, I remember last year, Eric. We, we this was a hot topic that Bear River Ridgeline football game last year. 
a catch in the corner, what they thought was like, I mean, one inch off of the end zone turns and he thought he had scored, but he didn't. And, uh, you know, and the call could have gone either way. It looked so close. I, I got to ask you guys, um, do you wish, I mean, I know the, the expenses for a replay system would be astronomical, but do you like if there is like a human error element to the game? I mean, even as referees, you're not perfect. You can't see every little thing. Are, are you okay with that? Or would, do you wish you had a replay system? I mean, give me your thoughts. I and, and again, you talk about kind of the key, which is the cost, and that's been because they they'll allow it in state playoff games. The NHS okay. has said you could have it. We just don't have enough camera angles for it to really make a difference. Yeah. Um, my opinion on it, I, I kind of go back and forth both ways. I think there's calls that I think, oh, I wish I had a better angle to see if I got that call right. On the other side of it, and, and I and I know you've mentioned this before, but the human aspect of the game um, is kind of what sports are about. Amen. That I agree. I mean, one of the one of the greatest lessons you learn from sports is focus on things you can control, and overcoming adversity when it comes your way. And 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 part of that, especially at the youth level, where they're learning and enjoying the game, and learning to enjoy the game, and and learning to become adults, um, that that kind of plays a role in that. Let's let's focus on you know what this call didn't go our way. That's okay. We can't control that. Let's focus on what we can control. So I, I'm not. I don't think I'm a big fan of getting. Um, Re- replay in, involved. I know in talking with, with college official buddies, it kind of changes the dynamic of how they make calls. Interesting. Because sometimes they'll say, you know what, that is a really close call. I'm just going to call it this way because I know that then it's going to go up to the booth. You know, and, 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 you know, good or bad, that's kind of it, it adjusts it that way. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, if they went to replay, that'd be great. I'm, I'm also okay with the not. I love that answer. Nine and a half minutes for the, the last twenty seconds of that oh, uh, just brutal hey, game the other night in the NBA. Yeah, and if I could add one other thing, just so you know, on that game you mentioned, yeah, um, we look back that, and that actually sparked not not because of necessarily wrong calls or anything like that, but we that that game was scrutinized by the entire state, and we looked at at mechanics and officials that were on that, and what we could maybe do better to help that. And there were what three additional trainings that we had statewide. No kidding. Um, to try to work on that. What were those trainings? Sorry, Eric, what were those trainings like though? Like in discussing something of that magnitude, if, uh, that's position the right of where the refs or ump should so, be or positioning where, yeah. where, so, where so, as, no, you're, so, so, so as officials, we all have keys and we all have positions that we need to maintain, maintain so we can get the call right. And, and in this particular play, um, as far as the training goes, uh, so we have different associations. We have the Provo association, the, the uh, Salt Lake Association. We even have the Southern Association and, and so forth. And, and as a collective group, we sent these videos out. And collectively, we said, "Okay, could you make? Could you have made this call differently? Could you have done this differently?" And and as a group and whole, they came to the same conclusion. The call that was made was the correct call. Yeah. Um, as far as the positioning goes, as far as the uh, you know our our back judge and our and our side judge for that matter in the position was there to make the call. Um, and, and the hesitation could be that they wanted to confer with one another that that call was right, as opposed to one person jumping to that conclusion and saying, "Okay, we've got a catch, or we've got we've got a touchdown, or do we have an incomplete?" And so, mechanically, I believe that you know we all came to the same conclusion that it was handled in the right way, even though it may have taken a little bit of time to come to that conclusion. It, it was the right call. So, that as a group, collectively across the board and state, it was it was agreed upon. I like that answer. So you uh, again, we're talking to uh, uh, Mike Furman and Al Marietti. Marietti, thank you. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> uh, a couple guys with the UHSAA uh, helping out with officiating. Um, and, and guys, let me ask you: you would you'd mentioned that referees are 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 judged too. Uh, you're scored. 
You know, one of the things that always seems to be a complaint among uh, just sports viewers is if a if a player does something wrong, they're immediately we see the the, the punishment or it, it's it's made public what they did wrong and whatever. But for officiating, like from the outside, most people never see what the accountability takes place for referees. But clearly there is. It's just not made public. So how does that even work? Like on your level, when you talk about scoring referees, do you get go back and review tape? Like this, you made the right call here, and you get a better score. You missed a call, you get a lower score. How does that work internally? Yeah, and we have, uh, and, and that's again part of what we do as the board, and also the joint board members, and and that's a lot of what our meetings together is, is about. As we come together and discuss those things, we do look at film. Um, a lot of times we have guys at the game who are up in the stands who are also watching it and and um, doing evaluations and so forth, and they'll bring that up. Um, the results of those kind of get shared together in boards and joint boards, and then we kind of come to a um, a consensus on on where people are at. And and again, you know, you may, everybody's human. You, you you make one mistake um, that may or may not, and I guess there has been times, but it it may make a difference between whether you get a championship or whether you don't or whatever. Um, and it's not necessarily based on a championship or as far as deep as you can go into playoffs. Ultimately, what it boils down to is when we when we judge, and it's not so much we judge, when we evaluate, let me use that word, when we evaluate these officials, and, and we as, as board members get evaluated as well, um, what we're looking for is consistency. You know, we're looking for timing, we're looking for position and so on. And it, there's there's coachable officials out there that we like to, to, get, to give advice, and we have the opportunity from, from different schools to view that film, they, they're they're kind enough to share that film with us, um, so we can become better. And, and those that film that we do get, we we keep private. You know, it's, it's shared amongst officials and, and nobody else. Um, but they they do we evaluate off of that, or like Mike said, we do evaluate. We do have people that are on on games that will evaluate on games, and then we get feedback, and that feedback comes through. And now whether you take that feedback for positive and you start bettering yourself. Is, that's where we that's where we come into play as far as you know, okay this is how we're going to start evaluating and and so we, we do a tier program in that sense from 100 to down and, and so on coaches played a role in that too we'll get yeah. feedback from coaches in fact the game you mentioned I um, think it started with uh, feedback from coaches um, and then we looked at it and went from there so it, it all kind of plays a role there's um, and then and then we kind of come together and make decisions and make those rankings based upon that so um, but yeah people don't see it a lot or hear it. I, and, and, you know, and I'll, I'll put in one of the plug. At the college level, it's even worse. I, d I don't get mad at college officials when they blow the call anymore because I know that, man, when that film comes through, they're going to get <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get chewed up on it. So, um, but, it, but it does happen. Even though, like I say, you don't see it as much. Well, uh, we're going to take a break here really quickly and just give us a moment. We'll come back. Uh, join to hear the uh, Mr. Marietti or Marietti, yep. sorry, and uh, Mr. Furman. Here are the officials of UHSA. Great conversation right now in regards of officiating. So we'll get to that more here on the Full Court Press. There's a huge tent in the Al Sporting Goods parking lot, and that means kayaks and life jackets at crazy prices. Pellet grills, 30% off. Tons and tons of clothing at half price. Brands like Cool, Under Armour, Prada, North Face, and Columbia. Hydro flask bottles, 30% off. Quick shade canopy, 69 bucks. Sleeping bags, Dutch ovens, paddle boards, fishing equipment galore. It's all on sale at the Al Sporting Goods annual June tent sale. Every sport, every season. This is Mark Thurston with 
with White Pine Funeral Services, the best time to plan is when you have time to plan. Having a prearranged funeral gives peace of mind for everyone involved. White Pine will customize your final wishes to fit your needs, from a traditional burial to cremation to a custom headstone. White Pine also accepts prearranged plans from other mortuaries, and we will absorb any transfer or revocation fees. No penalty to you. Visit whitepinefunerals.com or come and see us for more information. White Pine Funeral Services. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Dude, Eric France and Andre Salvis. This interview is going to have to go way past our time. Like, I don't know what else to do. I've got so many questions right now. I know. This is really informative. No, we, actually, we need to have yeah, you that's back. what I'm saying. I, like, this is going to go past. So, If it's possible, we need to have you guys back. Dude. Absolutely. Love to. Especially when you have the resources, like, you know, close. Right. And uh, the experience like you guys have. So, uh, again, Mike Furman, Al Marietti, talking about uh, high school uh, athletics and being a ref or an umpire, um, side judge. But... Uh, there, I guess one of the other things too that that is interesting to look at is when new rules get introduced. Just your role in making sure you understand it and making sure the the players and the coaches understand how this new rule works, uh, and uh, so that you're interpreting it the same way. So here's the this is this is good as far as collectively um, coaches and officials alike. We we attend a clinic at the beginning of the year to go over these particular rules that the NFHS has, has set set forth in that change. And so we tried to get on the same page um, with the coaches as, as officials to go ahead and officiate according to those rule changes. So if that hopefully answers your question, but yeah, we, we really do, Mike. Yeah, we'll get together and then, and then some of it, the, the coaches are required to, to have read the, read the rules too. Um, like you say, we, when we go over the rule, we don't just go over it. We kind of go over an explanation of exactly what that means and the interpretation of it so that we're all on the same page. That, that We have about six or five or six meetings throughout the year, too, that we throughout the season that we do to make sure we're all understanding the rule changes and, and, and things similarly. Uh, and, uh, and then from there, you know, we just try to educate coaches and players as we go along. Guys, so. we're running up against the clock. Yep. So uh, there is a need for help. Two things really stand out in my mind that you need help on. One, fan parent coach behavior player behavior on the sideline big huge keep it cool don't go crazy I mean, we're all just trying to do our best but uh the second one is you guys need help you need physically you need more bodies out there doing what you do across the board across the board in all sports but i i would tell you and i don't mean to be too dire i know we got you know a drought and, and pa- a pandemic and everything going on but but the situation in in with officiating is is really becoming dire uh, last year, the only reason that we were able to get all the games covered that we needed to was because the college officials were sitting around doing nothing because their season didn't happen. And we pulled on about, well, th- three and a half crews worth of college officials. Some even came from out of state yeah. to get the games covered. Otherwise, you would have had three games each week. More than likely, it wouldn't have had officials. Um, we we wow. really, really need help. And, and my plea, I guess, is twofold. One, like you say, if, if look, the, if you've ever thought, I wonder if I should do that or maybe I should do that or, you know, the answer is yes, and um, we'll take you with open arms. We'll be excited to have you. 
Um, it's it's a great experience. Um, we'll get to, um, we'll get you trained up. People may say, I don't know the rules. That's okay. We'll take care of that. In fact, in football, you're working with four of the guys who do know the rules. So so they'll get you going and help you that way. Um, you can earn a little bit of extra money for Christmas or you know vacation money or whatever you want to do. If you want to stay close to the sport that you loved in high school, this is a fantastic way to do it. Um, the brotherhood and things are there. Like I said, there, there's nothing like Friday Night Lights, and that includes officiating. And this goes, and, and if there's there's young women out there or, or, you know, or ladies out there that want to do it as well, we also have female officials that come out and do it. So it's not just for the men. It's for, the, it's for everyone alike. We, we encourage everybody that is able and willing and wanting to learn to come out and do it. Get an experience. My, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. My wonderful wife uh, also officiates. And, and again, women. Oh, awesome. Appreciate um, varsity. It's wide open. The last thing I'll just plug, if you go to uhsfoa.com, you can go to that website, and it will give you the directions where you need to go to register. Um, we'd love to have you. Obviously, sportsmanship at the youth level can help us as well. Um, but uh, get on our, our website again. That's uhsfoa.com. Go to the officials link, and it will show you where you can register. We'll get you going. And, and please, please, we need you. We, we need officials. Thanks, guys. That was great. Thanks, guys. Thank uh, you, best of luck time. for the upcoming season. Uh, we need to. There's way more we didn't get into. Yeah, we need a chance. We got to try to find a way to get you guys back on sometime. Again, we'd love to come back and explain. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you, and thanks everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll be back here on Monday.